Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. Ah, yeah, you know what it is. Hard worker, scrappy, unfiltered, and sometimes unhinged football content. Hard to explain, but you know it when you see it. Doing it daily, our way. I don't know what you're talking about right now. Redraft and Dynasty Fantasy Football, we got you covered. You know their defense is ranked like 31st in the NFL? NFL draft prospects and rookies? Now you know you're in the right place for that. Absolutely. All right, then stop saying it. Then we're done. And prop bets with my man Jay Rich. Count that money, man. Now wipe the crust out of your eyes. Get you a cup of coffee. It's time to wake your ass up with Ray G. You honestly are making absolutely no sense and you sound silly as hell. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. It is Wednesday, June 29th, 2022. Y'all decided to wake y'all asses up with Ray G. And for that, I appreciate you. Uh, thank you for tapping in. Happy Wednesday. Let's get the sponsors on the screen. Prize Picks. Use the promo code Wake Up for a hundred percent deposit match up to hundred dollars, dollar for dollar for first time depositors. Me and Jay were back here, so as like the pre-show's going on, we can like talk to each other and still hear the music and shit like that. So I'm trying to like repeat the words as it's going, and I'm just butchering the entire intro on in the background. And me and Jay back here laughing and stuff. But it's good to see y'all in the building, man. I see James is in the building. James, we missed you on Monday. How you doing? Good morning, James, Marlon, Eric, Dynasty, Barry, Seven Goat Rings, Lindsey, Matt, Garrison, my girl Joe. What's up? Ty in the building. Alvin Bailey, Ryan, uh, Edward, Mike A. Lindsey Mack, it's a good group in here today, good group in here today, got a lot of people, Matt Bruning in the building, uh, what's going on Mike, Mike, 40 chess in the building, uh, Jay, my wingman, my road dog, co-host, how you doing this morning, big dog? I'm good, man, I'm good, I'm glad you exposed yourself, because that was the oh my first God. thing I was going to say when I hopped oh on God. here, you're like, okay, you're, you're rolling, you get the first couple lines in, I'm like, okay, so how many shows have we done, how many are we in, how long have we had the new intro? How many times did you record the intro? I still don't know. Like, I still don't know it. I was butchering like, that shit, it's man. It's your voice. We've listened to it probably yeah. hundreds of times by this point. Um, but just hilarious, man, to see you mess up the cadence <laughs> on the intros. But when, but people don't understand, though. Like When I made that thing, I was dying laughing. And I know you guys all love it. But it still makes me laugh every time, especially the ending. Like The ending is just so perfect in the way that we operate the way we do the show the like my role you're on it's just it's perfect man but we need to make a new one soon yeah, so i think it. the people i think the people deserve a new intro with new scenes new everything so if if you do want anything including the intro let me know on twitter and i can definitely pull that for you but um there's definitely plans for a new intro in the future to kind of you know add some new life to the show uh mm -hmm. once again so definitely uh and you know, excited for that it'll be a lot of fun there it, it, we go through those clips man and it's funny because people just remember funny shit that happens on the show and there's so many things that can be added um so yes if you if you have a funny moment from the show that you want in the new intro we hopefully we, we plan to roll that out uh by the start of the season right like by the start of oh the, yeah i want to i want to probably get it done for august i'll probably do it this month like okay. coming in through well, july so when i'll do it around training camp trying to get it ready for august or so um but maybe it'll just be for day one right like thursday night football 
game one of the season. Yeah. Maybe that's when yeah. we'll roll out the new intro. Um, but I'll try and get it done pretty soon. So at least we have it ready. And then, uh, but yeah, l- people let me know if there's any yep. cl- scenes that you do want in it. Uh, we can definitely include that in there because there's tons of things that happen on this show. Man. Like I can't even keep track of all that half the time, but we can definitely include that for y'all. Somebody raised thighs need to be, when did I show my leg? Oh, oh yeah. When, you, oh, when yeah. you're showing the rocket fuel oh, the in rocket those thighs. Fuel, the yeah. Four, the four. <laughs> yeah. That definitely has to be in there. Oh, okay. Okay. We got a lot to get to. Super chats are coming. I got them favorited. We'll go to to it. We'll get to the Super Chats at the end of the show. Uh, Jay, my day was kind of ruined yesterday because I went oh, from no. euphoria. Uh, th- Mike A, okay. this is for you. Th- this whole bit is for you. <laughs> I went from euphoria of the Lakers potentially getting Kyrie Irving uh, to the to Russell Westbrook opting in the $47 million and having to deal <laughs> with that again. Uh, I still got that Lakers jersey in my closet. Brand new. Mitchell and S. Lakers jersey. I w- bought that for the parade last year and didn't come to fruition. Um, but on the note of contracts, we got a big one. Yes. Big contract news. What what uh, what happened yesterday for the people who may be living under a rock and missed it? Um, my guy, one of my favorite receivers in the NFL, yep. finally got his money. Terry McLaurin re-signed with the Washington Commanders for three years. $71 million, 53 guaranteed. Um, so it's making him the seventh highest paid receiver in the NFL right now on a per year basis and the sixth highest paid receiver just this offseason. You know, there's still receivers that need extensions. You mentioned Deontay Johnson, DK Metcalf, and a few other guys who still need extensions. But Terry McLaurin finally got his money. You know, it's interesting to see kind of where he shook out within these receivers because obviously so many of them got tons of money. Like Diggs got new money, AJ Brown, Cooper Cup, DeAndre Hopkins has his old money, Adams, and then Tyreek Hill, but $10 million more than DJ Moore, than Chris Godwin, who was injured, than Mike Williams, Amari Cooper's contract is old, Keenan Allen's still a $20 million deal. Brandon Cooks actually has a near $20 million deal. So, Ray, how do you feel about Terry McLaurin now that he's got his extension with Washington? Because I think the issue with that people are thinking is like, okay, it's great, he got his money. But he was always going to get his targets because he's the best receiver on his team. Mm-hmm. But now he has to deal with that quarterback situation, much like DJ Moore, for the next four years, right? And that's yeah. what we're really uncertain about and kind of what that's going to look like over the next few years for the Washington Commanders. And we could even rope in DJ Moore in there a little bit, too, to kind of compare the two. Yeah, first of all, good for uh, Terry McLaurin, man, uh, a receiver that we both really like a lot. I went, I was out ahead of my skis last season. I said some wild shit yeah. about Terry McLaurin. I was a little... Was a little too excited, a little too excitable uh, with proclaiming him a top five wide receiver. I think he's a top five talent, man. Um, is he going to produce like that? Hell no. It's just not going to happen with Carson Wentz in that offense. Um, happy for Terry McLaurin. I'm looking at uh, ADP Adiko. We we le- we left keep trade cut alone. They did not get back to us uh, with with money, so we will no longer promote their stuff. Uh, so Adiko's ADP, I'm looking at where Terry McLaurin is. He's coming off the board as wide receiver 18, sandwiched in between Mike Evans and Traylon Burks, a little below okay. Deontay Johnson, DJ Moore, Michael Pittman Jr., and Drake London. Uh, this is awesome for Terry McLaurin, his security. This also uh, a big winner uh, as like a byproduct of this, you know, is fallout is Alan Lazard. I know Terry McLaurin, there was a yeah. lot of, and I don't think any of it was like, like there was any basis or foundation behind it, but they talked about Green Bay being a location that they could potentially trade uh, for Terry yep. McLaurin. Well, that's not happening. Uh, so for right now, where we stand today on June 29th, Alan Lazard is still the wide receiver one for Aaron Rodgers. And, 
You know, you look at just his cost of acquisition, Alan Lazard, wide receiver 55 coming off of the board, startup ADP of 142, wherever the hell that is, uh, at wide receiver 55, coming off the board behind Alec Pierce, David Bell, Michael Gallup, Kadarius Toney, Michael Thomas, George Pickens, Jahan Dotson. I mean, I... It may be a one-year rental, man. I'm not. I'm not out here proclaiming Alan Lazard to be the second coming of Devontae Adams. But uh, rolling into that season, uh, Aaron Rodgers is not. I, I can. I will take the bet that Christian Watson does not lead that team in any statistical receiving category. Maybe besides yards per reception. Um, yeah. But I, I don't think he's leading the team in receptions, yards, touchdowns, none of that, man. Where we stand, and and, and people are talking about Odell Beckham Jr. Even if what okay, even if he signs in Green Bay, he's he tore his ACL in the Super Bowl. Probably not ready until like the playoff push. We're talking yeah. about we need players from week weeks one through thirteen. First of all, fourteen to get us to the playoffs, and then hopefully a couple of players to help us win it in our leagues. Uh, so good for Alan Lazard, right? This is that's a that's another alpha type receiver off of the board that can't go to Green Bay now. As far as McLaurin, is he going to live up to that deal, live up to the contract? I don't know. I mean, Carson Wentz is better than Taylor Heineke. That's for sure, right? Like, he's better than Taylor Heineke. Uh, I don't know. I mean, he's get, like you said, he gets the targets. It's just the, it's the quarterback, man. He's just It's like Allen Robinson all over again, just horrible quarterback play. I saw this morning that Sam Howell said if he's called into action, he'll be ready. Uh, we hope that doesn't happen, but maybe, yeah. right? I, I, what do you? Where are you at with Terry McLaurin, man? Um, so like you mentioned, right, where the dynasty ADP is at, wide receiver nineteen on keep trade cut. So again, kind of same sentiment. Whether whether you're looking at either spot in the industry, you know, you look at guys like Jamison Williams ahead of him, Garrett Wilson, DJ Moore, Pittman. It's interesting, right? Because as much as I want to say he can move up in ADP, like. Is he getting ahead of Tyreek Hill? Probably not. Like, he's getting ahead of Dante Adams. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, I see see three or four guys that could hop. He could hop J-Mo. He could maybe hop Deontay, Garrett Wilson, DJ Moore, maybe Pittman, maybe Drake. Probably not. But after that, you're high Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're You're looking at keep Trey cut, and J-Mo's ahead of Terry McLaurin? Yeah, he's he's ahead of Terry McLaurin. For now, at least. Get off it. Get a deco. Jamison Williams is wide receiver 26 here. I I think this is more appropriate. I mean, he's damn near 10 spots behind McLaurin over here, but there goes. Yeah, I mean, he's going to fall anyways, right? But, I mean, even Devontae Smith, would you rather Devontae Smith over McLaurin? I don't think so. Right, he's gonna be the two on on another offense. It won't be probably will be good, but won't be won't be really. You want Devontae Smith over McLaurin? Is that because of age or what I've do you got project an with Devontae Smith? Obsession with how good I think he can be. I just I think he's really fucking good, man. I, I don't know I don't know how else to say it. Disagree, agree. I just think he's really fucking good, and I think he's gonna play really well. I like him. I like the upside on Smitty, so I'd probably take him over McLaurin. Yeah. So would you take Bateman over McLaurin too? I feel like it's the same argument if you believe in the talent of Bateman. Well, so but Ray, this is this is okay. So this know. is where we need to be honest with the I'm people, right? Like I'm being honest. Like as much as you like Smitty, he's not going to be the one. Like he's just not. So if we if we project him to be in a low volume passing offense, which they're projected to be that, maybe 500 attempts for Hertz this year, which would be good. It wouldn't be spectacular. But it'd be good. Is he going to see a 20 percent 
market share over AJ Brown. I mean, that's that's what's tough, right? Like McLaurin's going to get his targets because they're still going to throw the ball a lot, mm-hmm. and then Bateman's yeah, yeah, the same yeah, yeah. case, right? Bateman's the the two, right, in the pecking order because we know that Andrew's going to be the one. And so, do we want that guy over the one in Washington, right? The guaranteed one, locked and loaded. And then, um, actually, they were talking about this in the comments too. What does this mean for Antonio Gibson? Do you think this bolsters that offense to where it could add value to some of these other guys, right? There's reports of B-Rob getting potentially goal line work, the ball security, all these things that B-Rob is known for out of college. And then Gibson, obviously, people project him for a big role, these types of things. So how does this bolster the offense? And then on top of that, how does this affect Jahan Dotson, right? Jahan Dotson was a guy that people were fading, going to be the wide receiver two in the offense, blah, blah, blah. But there were some people who did believe that McLaurin may be gone. And then you could say, okay, now McLaurin's gone. Dotson's the one walking into 100 targets pretty much guaranteed but what does this mean for him now and his value kind of going forward because i think he was uh, already a little bit undervalued and i think now if he continues to drop well we can talk about gibson if you want but i'm, ta- I'm talking about gibson and dotson right what does this mean anything for gibson knowing mclaurin's going to be there and does what does this mean for dotson's value because it's probably going to drop a little bit but people were kind of already out on Dodson a little bit. They weren't really buying into him even though he had that first round draft capital now with mclaurin locked in there for four years basically his entire rookie contract. What does that mean for him kind of going forward? He's a rookie wide receiver, man. I I, I wasn't anticipating Jahan Dotson, even as a rookie, to go out there and drop 1,200, right? 1,100 receiving yards. Maybe he, if, if something were to have happened to McLaurin, maybe Dotson produce like Smitty last year, 900 yards. Right. But I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't anticipating a 1500 yard season out of Jahan Dotson. I'm still in on him, man. They, who else do they have? It's Terry McLaurin and what else? Who else do they have? What else do they have? Logan Thomas Samuels there. Stop, Isn't John stop. Bates still doing things there? I mean, I like John Pace, but he, he's not about <laughs> to go out there and command, you know, fucking 30% of the, the targets. I mean, who else do they have? They have nobody else. So it's yeah, Kurt, so it'd be McLaurin, Dodson, Samuel, uh, Cam Sims, Diami Brown, right? Who could be a bit of a deep wolf, threat. Alec Erickson, Kelvin Harmon's still on the roster. Wow, but yeah, yeah, Logan Thomas, John Bates at tight end, and then you obviously got Gibson, McKissick, and B Rob. Speaking as of Gibson, so back. my man Sigmund Bloom, man. If y'all don't know who Sig is, well, you've been living under a rock in fantasy football yeah. for years. I mean, he's a goddamn OG. Uh, responding to an article from The Athletic that, and and in quotes, Washington selected Robinson to be a between-the-tackles hammer. Look the part. Interesting to see whether Robinson or Gibson, who remains lead RB, handles goal line short yardage. Gibson's uh, tendency for fumbles combined with Robinson's ball security and interior running could flip this. All I'll say is this, man. I've, I've been a Gibson apologist and a Gibson truther on this show for a long time. And his value just continues to go down and down and down. I don't know what's going to happen in that Washington backfield. I still believe Gibson's the starting running back. Yes, he needs yeah. to Yes, he needs to protect the ball a little bit better. Yes, we would like to see him involved in the receiving game more. All I'll say is I don't care how you slice it, man. Like the things that have happened don't like encourage you. It doesn't make you excited for, for what's about to happen. Right. Like I'm not saying it's death sentence for Gibson. I'm not saying any of that, but when you, and then let's go back to it. Right. Like Gibson wasn't a first round pick, bro. He wasn't a second no, round pick. He was a third round, he was pick, a third round pick, just like Antonio Gibson. So they don't have a ton of, they don't have a ton of money locked up in them. We'll see. All I'll know is adding running backs, getting JD McKissick back, adding Brian Robinson, 
and you know Gibson's ball security issues, them not using him in the receiving game, those aren't good things. Like those aren't things that make me feel confident about his role potentially moving forward. The value's tanking. I still like him, man. Like I, I still like him. He's going as RB eighteen. I mean, I'm I, I've we've talked about this so much. That's just where I'm at. That's just my personal opinion. I still think he's the guy. But it wouldn't shock me if Brian Robinson is like a goal line. Would it be would it be just out of fucking left field if Brian Robinson is the guy not. on goal lines? I mean, six foot two, two hundred thirty. Like, would it shock you, right? Like if you 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 turn on the games and they get inside the three and then Brian Robinson's in the backfield or short yardage, would it shock you? No. Um I I don't what does that mean? I again, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, what does that mean? Yeah. What what does that I wanna mean? I want to see what happens with them, actually, because I think Gibson's fumbles are a little bit unfair, right? Like in his first season, he only fumbled once on 200 touches. But last year, he did fumble six times, right? Um, but we have seen guys clean up fumbles before. You know, you just sometimes guys yeah, have bad Barber. years. They're Tiki a little Barber. bit loose with the ball. Tiki yeah. It, so Barber, so yeah. I, will, I will say I think it's not like it's a multi-year thing. We're not talking about Daniel Jones's fumble issues where he's fumbling consecutive seasons multiple times, right? This is it's, – it's a one-year thing, and, you know, it's one of two, which is a little concerning. So if it happens again this year, I could see it being a problem. But if he's secure with the ball, he may be just fine, right? He did have 258 carries last year, 1,000 yards. So – We'll see, but I think I think your concerns and the the concerns being brought up about B Rob are fair, right? Like he may get some short yardage work, some goal line work, and that's the most important work in fantasy football. We don't I bank think, on touchdowns, but they're damn nice when you're scoring them, right? And if you're taking those away from somebody, it significantly caps their ceiling. And we've seen between the twenties runners all the time, and they're just not as valuable as the goal line guys, even yeah. though the goal line guys only get limited work. And and here's the thing, man. This is. I, I, I'm not Jay. We don't claim to be some analytical gurus, and and that, like, I for me, this is just me. Y'all are listening to it. This is just me. I just use fucking common football sense, man. Like everything isn't fantasy football. Like from a team perspective, if if an NFL organization running running a team, it behooves teams to have multiple guys that have specific skill sets and to utilize multiple backs that can help their team win. And sometimes those things don't align with what we want and what we desire for fantasy outcomes. But a lot of times what I see is people just have this one track fucking mind like, ah, oh, fantasy, this is exactly what it has to be. Uh, he's been good for two years. Uh, they, they cycle through backs, man. That's what NFL teams do. They cycle through these running backs. They get additional players in to help their teams win. They don't care about the rushing share. and that, Like, that's what we yeah. do, man. Like, so, sometimes football doesn't have to be complicated. You got three good backs, we're going to play all three of them. They give yep. our team the best chance to win. Gibson's good at this. J.D. McKissick's good at that. Brian Robinson's good at this one thing. And again, a lot of times when that happens, that does not align with what we want in this fantasy space. But again, what do I always, what do we always preach on this show, man? Like I pride myself in this show and what we do on not being one track minded and only looking at things one way in our way, because we're not, we don't know. We have no damn clue. We're guessing we're using our, and if you're going to make a guess, if you're going to make a bet, the bet that I'm willing to make is they brought JD back for a reason. They drafted Brian Robinson for a reason. What those specific outcomes and those reasons will be, 
remain to be seen, man. But they, they didn't just it didn't just happen. They didn't just say, oh shit, let's just draft Brian Robinson because we have nobody else to draft and let's just take a running back. They looked at their situation, they assessed their running back room, and they said, we need to get another guy for for whatever that is, man. So I still like him. I've said this for months, Jay. How many months have I been saying I still like Gibson? I still think yeah. he's going to be the lead back. That's what I think. But reading the tea leaves and everything else is going on around it, probably a good chance they use multiple backs this season, and it ends up disappointing us to some degree. And the big thing that I'm saying, remember I said follow the money? Vegas is already yeah. moving his lines down. Like they're like, yep. I, 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 some ain't. Something we don't know about this, right? Yeah. Something's not adding up. So, yep. uh, you know, uh, love Sig. That was, you know, his opinion to an article. And I tend to agree, man. We'll see. It's just, it won't shock me if it ends up happening. Now, Jay, we're kind of, we kind of, we've completely forgotten about 2020. We don't even talk about the 2022 rookies anymore. Just, no. Traylon Burks is ADP falling like a, uh, like a rock. Look how quickly that happened. Um, we're looking ahead. 2023, right? Uh, uh, I'm, I'm stomping the Gibby bus for you, Ray. Get, I'm, I'm, tr- I'm trying. I don't know what to do, Joe. Where like, there's smoke, there's fire, man. That's, that's just, I mean, you look at, there's, we see this all the time in the NFL. And yes, it could be a smoke screen, but when don't kick me off the bus, Joe, Joe kicked me off on my <laughs> show. She flat out kicked me. She said she's stopping the dent, Joe. I she is we the bus better. driver, though. She That's is to be bu- fair. She, she is the she bus said, driver. Get your so ass off the bus. They're not cross that yellow line. <laughs> Jay, I don't. Okay. 2023 is what we're looking ahead to, right? We're kind of done with the 2022 rookies, and that none of them are good. They're all hurt, they're fat, out of shape, all kinds of stuff. Um, no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. 2022, good. There's some good rookies in there. But 2023, and Matt Miller, ESPN, put out a mock draft yesterday. I think it was yesterday, day before yesterday. Um, His first round predictions of 2023. And uh, we're going to talk about this, man. We're going to talk about this. So we kind of discussed it in our Discord yesterday. There's a little bit of discourse, Jay, you weren't in there, about the teams that were in the top 10, in particular the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. People were like, uh, there's no way Pittsburgh's going to be that bad. No way Pittsburgh is going to be that bad. And then you go to DraftKings, you go, you look at you look at the the roster, you look at the the non-upgrades they made, and then you look at the teams outside the top ten, and I'm like, well, who's gonna be worse than them? And I think there's yeah. a good chance, and this is no indictment on Mike Tomlin. He's a Hall of Fame coach, winning record every year he's been there, but all good things must come to an end. And when you've got Miss Trubisky as your quarterback and you draft Kenny Pickett and you don't improve your offensive line and your defense gets older and weaker and slower, uh, probably a good chance you're not going to finish super high. So uh, we'll see what happens with the Pittsburgh Steelers. But let's just go through it, Jay. Go ahead and um, I'll start us off. I'll give us the first five picks and then I'm going to let you get to the good stuff, right? So uh, Matt Miller projects the New York Jets to have the number one pick and they take Will Anderson defensive end out of Alabama. That's the only non-offensive Smash. skill position I'm going to talk to talk about, right? Will Anderson, beast, would have probably been the number one. He, if Trayvon Walker was the number one pick this year, Will Anderson would have been locked in like months in advance. You would have known yeah. that pick months before the draft. But they've got Chicago at two. And the Chicago Bears, with the number two overall pick in the 2023 NFL Draft, select Jackson Smith and Jigbo, wide receiver from Ohio State, uh, Houston defense, Jacksonville defense, and the Atlanta Falcons at number five overall. They take the four, first of six quarterbacks 
in this mock. And they take Ohio State gunslinger C.J. Stroud at number five overall. Uh, So JSN, two, to pair with Justin Fields in Chicago. The highest drafted wide receiver since Calvin Johnson in 2007. Really? Yes, he'll be. He would be the highest drafted wide receiver since Calvin Johnson in 07. And then C.J. Stroud pairs up with Kyle Pitts and Drake London to make beautiful magic in Atlanta for the Falcons. All right, Jay. Uh, Pittsburgh went defense. Europe, Carolina, Detroit, Seattle, and the Giants are the next four picks. What did they do, Jay? We have four straight quarterbacks, Carolina taking Bryce Young out of Alabama, Detroit taking Will Levis out of Kentucky, Seattle taking Jaron Hall out of BYU. Ray, you're going to need your help with the analysis on that one. (laughs) And Tyler Van Dyke to the New York Giants. Four straight quarterbacks, Ray. How would you rank them in these situations right now looking at them? How do you feel about these guys? All right. So Bryce Young to Carolina, I like it. Will Levis to Detroit. I love it. Jaron yeah, Hall to Seattle. <sighs> we'll see, man. Not there yet. Not there we'll yet. We'll see. He's got talent, man. He's he's not a he's not the biggest guy, but I say that and then you look at Bryce Young, he's not the biggest guy either. Yeah. Um, he's mobile. Uh He's got good arm. I don't think his arm is like Zach Wilson coming out of BYU. Zach Wilson's arm is – you say what you want about him. There's no denying how damn good yeah. Zach Wilson can just sling the ball. I, I don't know about Jaron Hall in Seattle. Feels like a Seahawks pick. Levis uh, – and let me just read what Matt Miller said about Will Levis. Levis might no longer be a sleeper. He has entered the household conversation this summer. He has many fans in the NFL thanks to his size. Six foot three, 232 pounds arm strength, and gunslinger style of play. Of the top three quarterbacks, he might have the most well-rounded skill set as a thrower, scrambler, and designed runner. Levis has to cut down on interceptions. He had 13 last season, but his 33 total touchdowns, including nine on the ground, have evaluators intrigued to see another season. This is what I keep saying. He's big. He's athletic. He's got a cannon of an arm. Him paired with Jamison Williams, Amon Ross St. Brown, DeAndre Swift, TJ Hawkinson— let me start my Madden franchise off with the Lions, man. With a good, like building a great offensive Top line. Five. I like it. I like it for Levis. Young at, with Carolina. Good for DJ Moore. Good for CMC. Good for Terrace yeah. Marshall. Good for any receiver that comes in there. Uh, Tyler Van Dyke to the Giants. I don't know, man. PFF put out something really? yesterday that said he's like uh, going to be like Justin Herbert. Uh, yeah, well, it's Mario Cristobal. Mario Cristobal talks about he's like yeah. Tyler Van Dyke feels like what we had with Justin Herbert in uh, what is 2019 when yeah. he was in there at Oregon, right? Mario Cristobal obviously coached him at Oregon. We'll see, man. I think it's a good fit. I think Tyler Van Dyke going to New York is a good fit, right? Yeah. I think I think he would actually fit in really well there. You know, obviously he's huge, massive arm. It's just again another a statue guy. At throwing to who, right? Throwing to Kadarius Tony, Wandell Robinson, Kenny Galladay, if he's there. I think they need to add probably another guy. And then I guess we'll see what happens to Saquon Barkley, right? Saquon Barkley, well, I think he's, is he, his contract ends, I think, after next season, not this mm-hmm. season, because they did pick up his option. I, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's the problem with Van Dyke, because I think that they need more guys around him. And we'll have to see how they should. I think as much as I love, you know, Wandell Robinson, Kadarius Tony, like we need to see what they actually look like in this new offense, right? And then they still need a guy kind of outside the bullet top off the defense. So Van Dyke, I think, would be fine there, but I don't think it's the best fit. But I want to ask you, though, if you I mean you can talk about Van Dyke if you want. I know you're not the biggest fan of Van Dyke right now, 
But how do you feel about Stroud versus Young in those two offenses, right? Obviously, Stroud to Atlanta at five, and then Bryce Young to Carolina. They'd be playing against each other a lot, which would be a lot of fun to see yeah, for Yeah, that would be fun to see. I like what, Stroud. I like Stroud situation? a little more. I like Stroud okay. a little more. I want to talk about Levis real quick because there are a lot of analysts. And the main thing that I see is they talk about his average depth of target, like he didn't throw the ball down the field a lot. Listen, folks, I'm going to just say this, and I'll tell any analyst, like this shit doesn't have, like you look at him, 6'3", 232, could probably throw from goalpost to goalpost. He's mobile, he's charismatic, and he's doing it in the SEC. Yeah. This doesn't have to be, like, say what you want about his average depth of target and all that other bullshit that you want to talk about. Like, it's right there in front of your face. If he goes out there and does not face palm this season, plays well, they probably don't have Chris Rodriguez at Kentucky. There is no Wondell Robinson there. He plays well in the SECs, get games against Georgia, Florida. He plays well in the SEC. He's going to be a first-round pick. Like, it's... That's just what's going to happen. This isn't Nevada and broken knees Carson Strong, who's immobile. Um, This is like, it's exactly what I envisioned, like the rise for Zach Wilson. Nobody thought Zach Wilson would be the number two overall pick going into 2020. It's 6'3", 232, goalpost to goalpost, athletic, charismatic, SEC. Let's not overthink what's probably going to happen with Will Levis. Van Dyke, I don't know. We'll see. All right. The Dolphins take the first running back, which no surprise, surprise, Bijan Robinson to Miami. Uh, the Tennessee Titans take a wide receiver at 14. Jordan Addison, the newly acquired USC Trojans wide receiver, Belenikoff yep. Award winner from Pittsburgh. And people, you ready for this? Eggplant emoji. Get excited. Jay, how high would this player go in tight end premium leagues? The Cincinnati Bengals, according to Matt Miller, select Notre Dame tight end Michael Mayer at number 15 to pair him with Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. Uh, Tyler Boyd. Uh, Joe Mixon. This, like, uh, uh, that would be... He would be so good there, but that how many... That would be nuts. That would so, be nuts. That'd but be the nuts. available targets on that offense is, is I, where you're like, I man, he'd be so listen, good, Jay, but... We can't get into it today. T. Higgins is if T. Higgins balls this year, he's going to want to be paid like a top five wide out. Yep. Is Cincinnati going to put two hundred plus million dollars into the wide, wide receive two wide receivers? Because Chase is getting when Chase is up, he's getting the highest paid contract. They do have a yeah. fifth year option on Chase. They don't have that with Higgins. They could franchise T. Higgins, but then you've got a decision because you can't do that, like, you'd have to franchise him and then pay Jamar Chase the next year. Neither here nor there. They draft Michael Mayer, top 15, to this offense, tight end premium leagues. People would take him over Tyler Van Dyke. I bet you people would take him over over Van Dyke, man. I, I bet, like, people would be like, yeah, I don't want that. He goes to Cincinnati, eggplant emoji. It's, 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 it's nice. Um, Let's keep going a little bit. We got to go. Go ahead. You're New England Patriots. Okay, so we oh, no. have some defenders go off the board to Philly and <laughs> oh, the no. Vegas Raiders. New England's up at 18. I'm oh, like, Ray, just be, just I, say you're mad. Just, I'm, just say you're I mad. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Who did New England draft at 18? I love it. Wide receiver out of LSU, Kayshawn Boutte. Ray? <laughs> Ray? Yes. 
Ray? Yes. I I don't know, man. You just, it's gonna put your it's gonna put your New England can't drive wide receivers to the test. If they take Boutte, if they take Boutte, him and Mac do Jones. You, do you think he's gonna be there? Uh, just real yeah, quick. Do you I think do. he's gonna be there 18? I think there's a chance I think there's a chance because we we still don't know what Kayshawn is. He's gonna be a first round pick. He can go yeah, out there 100%. and play every game. He can go out there and play two games. He might not play any games. He's 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 but awesome. Do you, so my question for you, though, is because I see a lot of parallels here. I think he could end up like Derek Stingley, not at number Maybe. three overall, Maybe. but how Derek Stingley was freshman phenom, sucked second year, was okay third year. Oh, God, then we're the doing this already. Comes, we're already playing. Just, There's no way he's sliding that far. And then we just said that this know, year. Man. Do we not learn our goddamn lesson every year? Well, oh, there's no way this is going to happen. This is quarterbacks. Like, we saw man, Chris Olave go 11th overall. We don't, J-Mo you, went 12th we overall. We don't know what's going mean, to happen. We, we, we no, just... We We'll and see. I think t- it's worth pointing out too. It's a very good defensive draft. It's not just the offensive players. The yes. defensive draft. This is defensive very draft is good. stupid so good. You'll see them. Go, you'll see them go stupid really high. Good. Yes. So this, ATL, I think yes. is fine. You could go higher. I just I hate the. I, I just. You yeah, know me, man. Let me, I don't, let me put I don't want in, anybody. To, I would love Mac in, Jones to get a receiver. I let me put it in perspective. For that to not work out. This this defensive draft. I, I'm just looking Logan. at names, bro. Keely Ringo, Jalen Carter. Uh, uh, Brian Brees, Miles Murphy, Cam's like Henry Toa, Toa like this draft defensively, the players that we have are, are really good. Um, yes. all right, let's keep going. Let's keep going. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta get through the, the first round. All right. Minnesota at 21, they replace Adam Thielen with North Carolina wide receiver, Josh Downs. Really like that a lot. Love that for Downs. Yeah. Love that for Cousins. Really like it for Justin Jefferson as well. Uh, the next offensive player doesn't come off of the board until 27-28. Who we got, Jay? 27-28. Anthony Richardson, quarterback out of Florida, to the Indianapolis Colts. I don't really love the fit, honestly. I think it's it'd be I interesting to see him too, there. Man. I said that too. I don't really love the fit. And then just we'll close out the uh I think that's it for offensive players. Wait, with did Jermaine you say Burton J- to Detroit. Jermaine Burton. Yeah, at 28. Did Jermaine Burton to Detroit at 28? That would be, bro. Could you imagine taking Will Levis? Throwing in Jamison Williams, Amra St. Brown, Jermaine Burton, TJ Hawkinson, DeAndre Swift, the top five offensive line. Nuts. That is an offense. That Nuts. is an offense, right? Um, Nuts. And, you know, I, I'm expecting Burton to be really good in in this for this year for Alabama with Bryce Young, but we'll see. He may not be the uh, the JMO replacement as uh, who was it was Kuiper who had the other guy as the replacement who could be very good as well. But in, it, I think it's Richardson is the clear guy. I'm like, I, it's not that I don't like the talent; it's the fit. I don't <laughs> like the fit in Indy. I don't think it makes sense. What? The only reason Tavon Walker went one is because the best QB was Kenny Pickett. So Jacksonville was going to take a quarterback. What are we talking about? Maybe I missed something in the conversation. I got talked about my Dallas Cowboys. It took Noah Sewell, linebacker oh from Oregon. I love it. Uh, let Dallas take Noah Sewell. Love it. Get us a they big need, they old need school linebacker. Just big downhill, two hundred fifty pound linebacker. All right, Jay. Let's let's. Anthony Richardson, we kind of glossed over that. Uh, Florida, probably the most, I don't think it's probably, the most athletically gifted quarterback in this class as far as running and... and, and, 100%. But he's probably the one that needs the most work throwing the football is Anthony Richardson. What would you think about Anthony Richardson in Indy with Michael Pittman, with that offensive line, with Jonathan Taylor, and and probably well, behind, probably sitting behind Matt Ryan for another season, right? 
Yeah, well, I think I, I think Ray, where where I'm a little bit hesitant in some ways is that's a is lot that of assumptions. He, that's a, uh, he <laughs> said. I'm assuming someone said he would someone would have traded up for one, uh, maybe. Maybe. So I think the good thing there is that he wouldn't have to be a gunslinger, right? There's still a run first offense. So in a lot of ways, if he was starting early, a lot of it would be handing the ball off, but he does have to read the defenses. You just have to communicate with the offensive line. And if he's not great at that aspect of football, they could struggle. Obviously, Matt Ryan, super veteran, longtime starter, understands the game of football to the highest order, but he would need to develop in that aspect too. But I think if he was to come in midseason and play, there wouldn't be a ton of pressure from him to do all that kind of stuff. Like you look almost like Trey Lance, right? When Trey Lance came in, he did throw the ball, but at the end of the day, San Francisco is still a run first offense. And they, and then a lot of times they can just run down his team's throats to win games. And I could see a similar type of style of play, but Richardson needs a lot more development than even Lance does. And so I think that's where I really yeah. struggle with this pick is that as much as I like him, he, he has to show a lot this year and then he has to develop even further in the NFL. And so that's kind of the biggest problem. But I think if you were to put him in a system, good offensive line, run first offense, won't be asked to do a ton, even when he is the starter down the line. I think that's a good fit for a guy who may be a projection two or three years down the line. And if he hits, obviously you have a guy that when when that time comes, they can draft pass catchers for him and develop that offense further. Because even with just Michael Pittman right now, it's not a great offense to work with. Like it's it's a good offense to run the ball, but to actually be a like imagine if Anthony Richardson went out there and all he had was Michael Pittman. You know, it's it's good enough for a great quarterback, but for a quarterback that isn't that yeah. accurate, it's not the best, right? You don't have as many separators as you'd like on there. And especially with Michael Pittman, he's great, but he's not going to be the guy that's going to get a ton for you, especially for a guy who's not overly accurate. I think it's just a puzzling fit. But I want one guy we glossed over a little bit is Jordan Addison from yeah, USC. Yeah, 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 yeah. And how you feel about him in Tennessee? Because one of the big points that Miller made, which is kind of funny, is talking about how Traylon Burks is struggling in in offseason practices and minicamp. But his bigger point was they need more bodies there at the wide receiver position. You can't replace a. AJ Brown with one guy and having both those guys would definitely bolster that offense, whether it's Malik Willis or Ryan Tannehill at quarterback. Um, it's interesting, right? Cause they're two totally different wide receivers, man. Like two totally like body styles, play styles. Jordan Addison is more of the Devonta Smith clone, six foot one seventy. Traylon Burks is, uh, is more in the AJ Brown kind of mold, right? The bigger body wide receiver. Yak guy. Uh, he cites the struggles so far in off-season practices, which I'm not panicked yet, uh, but hopefully he gets his gets the weight and stuff under control by the time training camp comes. But I yeah. think the bigger point is, you know, Robert Woods, you know, he's, he's, he's on the back nine of his career. Still a very good player, should be really productive this year, but they probably do need another wide receiver. What, what, what this, what, what this, does this make you think that there's any... And we're just, it's June 29th. We're looking at a mock draft that doesn't come out for a year <laughs> right today. But would this signify that they they didn't take a quarterback at 14, right? They didn't, they didn't take Leary. Yeah. They didn't take Richardson. They went with Addison. We know that I believe Tennessee can get out of Tannehill's contract after this they season. They will get out. Yeah, they will get out. He's got one of the highest cap hits in the league right now. Um yeah, it's interesting, right? But I think the bigger point is, remember, like, uh, there's five quarterbacks in the top 10, right? Yeah, five quarterbacks went in the top 10, or at least four did. So how many guys are left, right? It was really just Anthony Richardson who was left at the back of the first round. 
but I do like the fit. And my comp would actually be closer to Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton is kind of the two, the way I would mold those two guys together. Um, the play style is a little different for Burks and Sutton, but I think that's kind of how I would look at the two from an offensive standpoint, how they'd be utilized. Both are great, but I mean, you need a quarterback there, whether it's Malik Willis, whether it's Tannehill. Do they bring Tannehill back on a cheaper deal? Maybe. Is Malik the answer? I don't know, but I, I like Addison there because I think he can be that intermediate guy that Woods would have been young, like earlier in his career, but now yeah. he's going to be more of an exclusive slot, short route guy, quickness, third down, all that kind of stuff. But Addison can really be that guy who can play, who can go deep, but also is great in the intermediate as well. All right, top five super flex. If these, if you get these six quarterbacks, oh, man. would you take like? Let me just ask this: Would it be? Would it go Bijan Robinson and then all six quarterbacks? If if they're all first round picks in super flex, would it be Bijan Robinson one on one followed by all six quarterbacks back to back to back to back to back? Would you no. do that? Would that would that no. be the case? Okay. No, I don't think so. I don't think that I would take Jaron Hall in the top six. And I don't think I would take Tyler Van Dyke in the top six either. Mm -hmm. um, I think I would rather have JSN, especially take drafted second overall. If he actually does go second overall, it'd be difficult to not take him right behind, you know, CJ Stroud and Bryce Young. And then Will Levis, you could definitely make a case for. I think he would bump into that, you know, maybe not tier one, but tier two. Who is and that? then I'm you'd sorry. have another tier. You said Will Levis? Levis. Yeah. Like, Levis would be right there with the top quarterbacks, right? I think the situation, and especially if they get Jermaine Burton on top of that, you should have Bijan at the top. But I think right after that, you'd have to have JSN if he goes number two overall. Like, at that point, the investment in him, I mean, you've seen the guys that have gone top five and what they've done in their first season. It's just, it'd be crazy. And, and especially because, you know, he does have a, a slight connection with uh, Justin Fields, right, out of Ohio State. They're familiar with each other. So Slight. there is that. It's it's small. It's small because they didn't play together a lot. But it, they do have that that minor connection there that I would think could be translated so into obviously more with them. I think you put the quarterbacks. I think it's just who is five, it's right? Bijan, no, that would be – it'd be Stroud, JSN would be five for me. Young. Bijan, Stroud, Young, Levis, and then JSN for me. Levis, JSN. So you would take yeah. – you would – Okay. Okay. Yeah. I think you'd have to, if he goes two overall, I think you have to have oh, JSN in your top. Mike five. came around. Mike said Bijan, Stroud, Young, JSN, Levis, Mayer. Round two running back, Addison, round two running back, Downs, Van Dyke, Hall. Where's Boutte mm -hmm. at? Where's Boutte? Yeah, you're you're definitely missing Boutte there. Boutte would Where's have Boutte? to be probably I Would you put, put him ahead of Addison? I, yes. Yes. Yeah. I think yes. so too. I think I Boutte think so is is a better receiver, and with Mac Jones, I think it's a better situation than Jordan Addison um, in Tennessee. I think he just missed it. He said, my bad. Yeah, I'd, I'd take Boutte over Addison. But what's interesting is none of those other running backs, no A-Chain, no Sean Tucker, no Jameer yeah. Gibbs. Uh, but that makes sense. Not first round, right? They're just no. they're not going to be first round picks. There's no yeah. way. It's Bijan and that's it, who's going to go in the first Man. round. But I think to your point is how do they fit in here? Is that second round running back is that – you know, is it Jameer Gibbs well, at like seven or eight? Well, I kind of like this little list, so let's leave it back up. Let's just say Jameer Gibbs is a top forty pick. Would you take Gibbs over Mayer? And and just give, no. him, a, give him a give him a good situation. Give him a good. Where did we want to see a running back go last year that that they didn't do it? Where did we want to see? Uh, give uh, Gibbs. I mean, well, Miami okay, was well, one of them, right? Let me. Miami was can one I, of can them. I, can I, no homerism. There was a mock the other day that had. The Dallas Cowboys selecting Jameer Gibbs. So let's give it, let's give a Zeke replacement. Oh, no. Let's give, 
Let's. I want them to get Tank say, Bigsby, man. Tank, I want them to get Tank. Let's just say. Let's give him a good offense, and I don't even know if that's a good offensive situation with that yeah. line. But let's give Gibbs to Dallas in round two. Where would you put Gibbs at here? Like, and I'm just looking at this list because it's a list already. I'd probably pre-made. put him back of the first. Um, I'd probably put him ahead of Downs. I, I mean, I don't really like the spot for Downs there. I'd probably bump Downs a little bit, but I think he'd be that second running back, you know, behind Addison. I don't think I'd put him behind Mayer. I think there's probably a better situation out there. But um, because I, the thing with Gibbs is I can't project him to be the starting running back for any team right now. You know, he he might be, but for his size. We just don't necessarily expect him to be the starting running back. Like, even if he was in Dallas, I think Pollard would be the starting running back. If it was Pollard and Gibbs, I think we probably see Pollard with a larger share of carries than Gibbs. Gibbs is better than Pollard. I'm just telling you that straight up. He's better than Tony Pollard. Um, ooh, the mayor one is interesting because in tight end premium leagues and that offense, that's um, that's a good that's spot. That's a good spot. That's a good spot. Good spot. That's a good spot. Right? Yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be fascinating, man. Because I, somebody said, first of all, uh, Hayden, yes, dynasty managers are getting soft and panic selling in June. I think I saw something where uh, Traylon's ADP on Keep Trade Cup went from like seventeen to twenty six. Oh damn! Over the summer, um, oh, over this past summer, over, over June, May, June. Um, <clears throat> it's gonna be fascinating to watch this play out because there are a lot of good players. There are like. Even Sean Tucker, what if he goes to a great spot in round three? How high would managers? Yep. And that's my concern. I've got Sean Tucker is my top is a top three running back in the class, but I've also been very just aware and alert that he plays at Syracuse. How's the NFL going to value? Like they just do stupid shit, man. You know, ah, Syracuse running back with, and, yep. and Gibbs is about to go stupid at Alabama. Like, yeah, he's. I'm I'm a I am a fifteen hundred twenty five. I'm an adopted like roll tide fan because I just appreciate dominant teams being dominant. And I can't think of a running back with his skill set that they've had in the last ten years, man. Like and I'm going it's, and I'm and I'm it's diving, literally just Alvin Kamara and he never bro, played there. I'm back to Glenn, I'm thinking the running back Alabama that starts off for me is like Glenn Coffee days. Glenn Coffee yeah. Uh, Derrick Henry, Mark Ingram, Damian Harris, Bo Scarborough, Jace McClellan. They they haven't had somebody like this. Like, no. not like this. It'd dude. probably be Kenyon Drake would be close, right? He But he wasn't a primary back, though. And he wasn't. When, and, they, had, when they had Drake, they had Kamara, they had like, Jacob. Kamara would have been, the guys but the Kamara profile. transferred. Yeah, he, he yeah. would have been that guy, but he transferred. So yeah. uh, Drake's it, probably the closest, I think, from a who actually played there. But Kamara Yes, and, yeah, and, and then that's not even close either. Like, it's it's it, he's going to smash this year. So yeah. it's... It, <sighs> I'll say, I just want to read this. All I'll say is imagine being able to get a QB like Anthony Richardson in the second. See, I don't think if, if, if Richardson is good enough to get drafted in round one, I don't think he's going to fall that far. Like, I don't think managers, I think we'll see six foot four, 235 pounds running a yeah. four, six, uh, with a big arm. And we'll, we'll, it's the same. If you were in on Malik, Willis, here's my thing. If you were in on Malik Willis at one Oh two, then there's no way in hell you should let Anthony Richardson fall to the second round, right? Like, even if yeah. he's the 27th pick in the NFL draft, because at least he's struggling or doing it in the SEC opposed to doing it at Liberty. He's got yeah. prototypical size. Uh, if, again, if you were in on Malik Willis at 102 in Superflex, I want to pull up that damn list again. There's no way you could – You there's no way you can let a player like uh, – 
like Anthony Richardson be drafted behind Van Dyke. Like I'd take him over Van Dyke, Downs, the second round running back, Addison. I think I think Anthony Richardson would be right there in that 106, 108 range if he's a first round really? pick. Really? He's gotta be, man. You you were fine with taking you were fine everybody you were fine taking Sam Howe and 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 Desmond Ritter and and Malik Willis in the top but five do you, and you don't want do Anthony Richardson. That, well, that's one point, but I think you know it's there's the also point. the psychology. But it's the psychology of well, how did that work out for us, right? How, how did that well, go? How did that work out for us, right? It didn't work out so good. So maybe people will be like, oh shit, maybe I shouldn't be taking these super raw prototype quarterbacks and I should be taking the guys who have very high draft capital like you know a Mac Jones who's gonna play has great mechanics can throw the ball and so that may be the correction that we see this offseason is Anthony Richardson as talented as he is he's raw he needs to work on his game he may go very high in the draft that doesn't mean that he's ready to play for you in your first season right and he's not Trey Lance like I can say what I want about Trey Lance and how he's super raw, but he is what Trey Lance is way better than Anthony Richardson is right now. Way better and was way better when he was coming out of North Dakota State. So I think that's a big aspect of it too, is that we may see a, a correction from we don't we love the rushing quarterbacks, but we want a guy who's gonna play and has a good shot of playing well over a guy who's super raw, needs a year to really develop all these things. So I think that's where we may see a bit of a correction in the market this year. And that correction will be the wrong process because yeah. the thing is, here's the here's the issue that managers got in in 2022. It was everyone who did their rookie drafts before the NFL draft because if you waited until after the NFL draft and the draft capital sorted out, you never would have taken those guys that high, right? So I, yeah. we're making this assumption based on the result of him getting first-round draft capital. If Malik Willis was drafted, if he were drafted in round one, he still would have gone that high. He would have. Yeah, 100%. It's the fact that he didn't get drafted round one. So we're already eliminating that from the equation by saying That's Richardson fair. will be a first-round pick based on the exercise, right? Richardson is going to get first-round draft capital. If Malik and Sam Howe and Desmond Ritter, for that matter, were drafted anywhere inside of round one, you had people saying that, listen— there are people saying that you need to draft Kenny Pickett inside the top five, and he was the 20th pick. If yeah. these guys go round one, there's no way Richardson's falling outside of the top six or seven. Like, it's just, that would be, that would not be the right process. You can't look at the result of 2022 saying, oh, look how that worked out for us without leaving off the, the most important piece, which was Sam Howe was a fifth round pick. Malik and Ritter were third round picks. You can't, you can't have that conversation without referencing that. We've already eliminated that. So if you want to take Jordan Addison over over uh, over Anthony Richardson, be my guest. And if there are any quarterbacks that fall outside of round one, it's going to be Van Dyke because he is by far the most immobile of all the quarterbacks. He's a statute in the pocket. Yeah. Like he's he's got pocket mobility, but he gives you zero on the ground. So if I were going to bank on any of those quarterbacks. Going 112, 201, 202, it'd be Tyler Van Dyke. Even at the number 10 overall pick, it'd be Van Dyke. But it's just interesting to see the names, start to talk, uh, start to talk about some of the players that who could be in this, in this class. And then there's a lot of guys that still we didn't talk about. Devin Leary, Cam Rising. Uh, I think Jameer Gibbs, after he smashes at Alabama, will be a first round pick. I think he'll go back really? in the first okay. round. I think he's gonna go back around one. I'm just he's he's going to smash at epic levels like it's going to be 
he is going to kill at Alabama. Will, yeah. Um, I think Gibbs is going to be a first-round pick. I like the wide receivers that they have in this group. One wide receiver that's not here that potentially could make their way in also plays at Alabama, and that's Tyler Harrell. And we've talked about Tyler yeah. Harrell. The pathway to him is Jamison Williams. 4-2 guy with Bryce Young, puts up monster numbers and an unproven receiving core. Tyler Harrell will probably be a first-round pick. There's a couple of other guys that may pop. we got Eric Gilbert. We didn't. He yep. wasn't in this mock at tight end. Uh, if 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 Michael Mayer is good enough to be the 15th overall pick, then my, then Eric Gilbert will be a top 32 pick in the NFL draft. So that adds another layer, another player to put in that mix. Get excited for 2023. Uh, acquire those picks. Get excited about the rookies because from just a talent skill level, last year we were talking about strong and Rattler, and Malik Willis. This year we're talking about Stroud, and Mayer, and Bijan, and Gibbs, and Boutte, and JSN, and Addison. Like, it's just, it's it's awesome, man. It's exciting as hell, and we will have you covered. Uh, Again, college football is a big part of what we do, so we'll be following this shit every week. Uh, You know I'm doing stuff with the Draft Network, so talking about this, like, there's going to be so much draft content coming your way on this channel. Uh, that's what it's going to be. So we appreciate you tapping into the show. Anything else we're uh, missing, Jay? What we got popping off on Friday for the people? Friday, we'll do the wide receiver prop show. And so we'll talk about that, talk about the prize picks lines we like, receptions, touchdowns, all that stuff. Um, but Ray, make sure we get to the super chats before we get out of here today. Yeah, yep. Super chats. Uh, how many were there? I only saw one. Did I miss any? I only saw one. We don't get them any. You don't get paid anymore, I, man. I think there was two or three, yeah. to be honest. I got, I got another one. Here we go. I got it. I'm just getting it. I'm getting it. I was I was too into the show. There were two. There were two. All right. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. All right. Here we go. Super chat right here. Uh, Tyson says, Gibson plus a 2025 second or 224 first. Oh, man. I'm taking the first. It's yeah, I'm not, taking, not hard for I'm me. Taking, give me I'm the taking, first. Yeah, I'm taking the first. I'm 24 is a good class, too. Random first. Give me the yeah, give me the 224 first in that one. I would take that as well. All right, and the last one we got right here. On a contender, would you move JK in a 23 first for Kyle Pitts? My RBs are Alvin Kamara, mm. Najee, Dalvin, Mixon, Javante, JK. Good Lord. My tight ends are Kelsey and Schultz. Is this an eight-team league? These dudes loaded. How's he have these running backs? I, I, he's I got guess Kelsey so. Schultz. I guess so. What's the difference between Kelsey and I probably would not. I don't think I, don't I would. Think I want to do that. I don't think I, I feel would. Great about it. I think I'm fine with what Kelsey you do, and Schultz. Would you do Kelsey in a 23 first for Pitts and keep JK? I just don't know why he has to do this. Yeah, like with this, I, I, I don't, I don't get why you, why people are buying Kyle Pitts. Your your tight end room is great. Like, There's no point. What do you mean of you don't know why people are buying Kyle Pitts? He's he's awesome, man. He's 20, 22 year old <laughs> phenom, right? But you could draft, you could probably draft Michael Mayer with that first round pick. I I don't, uh, I just don't know why he has to do that. Like I I know it yeah. would make his roster like look better, but he's solid at tight end. That's a good team. Yeah, yeah. It's, I would, I wouldn't bother. I could I, I can understand it. Get off of JK and only a twenty. That's probably as cheap. I'll just say this: it's as cheap as I've seen Kyle Pitts go for. I don't know the it's league true. settings. I don't know any of that. But a, 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 a bad need JK Dobbins and one twenty three first for Pitts. Yeah, load it up. I mean, I don't know how many flex positions you get to start. He's good at tight end. Just do it. Like I just don't know why he has to. His team is good, but that's pretty damn cheap, man. It's pretty. Uh, uh, Jay said yeah, it's unnecessary. Joe said it's unnecessary. Like, I just, 
with that team, I would I, I know that's as cheap as you'll get pits, but that's as cheap as you'll get pits. You probably gotta do it. Like on first yeah. on first glance, it's like, why do that? But that's I, I haven't JK Dobbins in a first for pits. Most we just saw trades yesterday, Jay, were f- three, four first round picks for Kyle Pitts. And all he has to do is give up uh all he's gotta do is give up one, go do it. Like unnecessary, yeah. but you got a uh, an embarrassment of riches. So just go do it. Just just do it. That's like, a good point, actually. Todd just embar- said this. He said you're not going to play Pitts or JK on that team. Like, would you, like, Ray, for you, if this is a lineup, like, are you playing Kyle Pitts over Travis Kelsey? I don't think I am. Even if you're not, though, here's the thing. Even you're going to start Kelsey over both of those tight ends every week, every week. Mm-hmm. But once Kelsey's done or Kelsey gets hurt, like, you're just, you got all the tight ends. You got yeah. three of the top eight tight ends. And yeah, Pitts is a luxury, but it's cheap, man. It's super yeah. cheap. So, just do it. Like that's again the lowest I've seen any offer for Kyle Pitts. And I'm and I'm convinced it's an eight team league. Where's he at? How many teams is in this league? I need to know before we get out of here. How many teams in this damn league? Because his team is too loaded. His team is too loaded, man. His team is so good. Go get Pitts. It's cheap. Have him, Kelsey Schultz. Good question, man. Way to talk through that. Unnecessary advantage. Way to go. Way to go. All right. Pretty much, yeah. All right. That's it. Appreciate y'all tapping in the show. Comment, subscribe, like for the alg- comment for the algorithm. Like and subscribe for that aspect of it. And make sure y'all tap in on uh, Friday so we can talk these wide receiver props because they still have these rookies ridiculously high. If you want some free money, yeah. you got to get on prize picks and hammer the unders on some of these props for these rookie wide receivers. But what's we'll happening to all that tomorrow? Make it great. Yes, Lindsey Mack. No, I love y'all, man. Mike A, thank you. Good show. Joe said another. Joe, we normally stop at 745. It's 8 o'clock. Sure. Joe said, give me another 10. And plus, I don't want to talk to Joe anymore. She already kicked me off the Antonio Gibson bus. We'll try Facts. again on Friday, Joe. We're no longer friends for the last minute. Come back on Friday so we can be friends again. Y'all know I love you, man. We out of this thing. Peace. Peace.